Want to stream cognitive dissonance to your Android or iPhone? Buy the app. Go to dissonancepod.com and click on the link on the right-hand side of the page. Each purchase helps support the show. Hi, guys. Uh, I met you guys at Cam, and you told me to uh, download episode 100, and I told you I would get back to you the next day with terrible, terrible feedback. Uh, and I did not see you guys the next day, so I'm just leaving you a voicemail now. Um, I downloaded the show, and I want to say that the show uh, sucks dicks, but I like things that uh, suck dicks. I'm a big fan of them. My girlfriend uh, sucks dicks. You know, I, a lot of my girlfriends have done that, and I've always liked them pretty good. So your show's not that bad. All right. Bye. It occurs to me that um, if Christians are so offended by gay porn, maybe they should quit looking at it so frequently. Be advised that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical, it's political, and there is no welcome mat. This is episode 109, the liver calluses. No, it's not. You, no, it's it not. It says on the thing. <laughs> You're yeah, fucking I with lied. me. It's 108. We're one. Yes, you. <laughs> I gotcha. <laughs> you take such great pleasure. I knew you. I knew you wouldn't even know. <laughs> so you just went with whatever was on the notes. I'm putting episode apocalypse next time. <laughs> you fucking. You take such great pleasure in tricking me as if it's a feat. You know what I mean? It's like I know. It's like, I know. It's like making it's like, a fucking paper airplane. Bravo, sir. It's like, Bravo. I, it's like it's like the the baby has the candy and it's already right. in your hand. The baby's you know? asleep. There is no challenge. Dead. Don't. <laughs> oh, you bastard! Oh, what a wait! What a wait, my bastard. friend! And it's so funny because I was like, I closed out because I left episode. 106 and I, on my computer here, and then we recorded episode 107 remotely. So I, I got mm-hmm. that. I'm like, all right, so the last one was 106. No, 107. Fuck, we should be at 108. And then I see the notes that says 109. I'm like, I can't count a fucking thing. <laughs> so I was already second guessing myself. I made you doubt yourself. That's so awesome. That's oh the my best. God, it's fucking ridiculous. Oh, man. I'll tell you, this numbering thing, it's never going to die. One is not. How can I not add one? That is ridiculous. <laughs> I am a farce. I am a farce of a farce. Do you solemnly swear to tell the truth, whole truth, and nothing but the truth? Why don't you answer him? He's talking big like mine. I don't know what he's saying. He's asking you if you swear. No, but I know all the words. 
He's asking you if you'll swear to tell the truth. Truth is stranger than fiction, Judgey Wudgey. <laughs> we want to talk uh, real quick about the Zimmerman Martin verdict. Um, this is, uh, we're not going to cite an article because if you can't find this, you don't have an internet. Oh, I know. No kidding, right? It's on the all of it. Just turn but, on Facebook. Right. <laughs> just turn it on. Turn on anything. Like if you yeah. have something with a battery in it, like a battery operated toothbrush at this point will provide some pundit related commentary. Um, and so it turns out, will we? Um, we want to talk about this, I think, primarily because we had talked about this when it first happened. Um, and when it first happened, uh, you and I were pretty dubious of uh, Zimmerman's version of events. No, yeah, absolutely. M- mostly owing to the complete implausibility of his version <laughs> of events. <laughs> what I like is uh, Daily Show just took this down recently. And, you know, they really they really uh, made a great example. And he really he wasn't really telling a joke when he said you can get out of your car disobey a direct order from 911, follow someone, confront them, and then, you know, when they're, you know, when you when you feel like they're threatening your life, you can shoot them. Like, I mean, and he did it, you know, obviously he's doing it way more funny. It was uh, Oliver who was doing it instead of Stuart. Right. Uh, and it was very funny, but it's it's very true. It's like, you know, like, like look, the guy followed him, you know, started the, con- basically started the confrontation, you know, he was seeking it out and then he could stand his ground, that stand your ground bullshit. And I think that the only reason to talk about this is, you know, some sort of hope, but it's not going to happen, but some hope that the law might change. Because at this point, you know, uh, you know, somebody's dead and nobody's going to know there's no payment for it. There's no, you know, there's no vengeance at all for this or justice or whatever you want to, you know, whatever it is. We don't have a, we have a vengeance based system. We do not have a justice based system. (laughs) So with no vengeance for this. So what, you know, what we have is we have somebody who gets away with a crime and because it's enshrined in law that you're allowed to do some really weird shit when it comes to guns in this country you know, the guy gets away with it. First, let me say, I think, you know, having and I didn't I didn't watch like the 24 hour news either. cycle coverage of this, either. but I did follow it um, just by popping open to internets and what have you. So um, I think you'd be hard pressed to come up with a uh, a verdict that was different than this. Right. Um, I mean, although I don't I don't. Ag- What's that? You're following the law. I mean, there's no I mean, if I was on that jury, I probably would have said not guilty, too. Yeah, I think you kind of have to. Like if you take reasonable doubt seriously. If you take that seriously and say, you know, was there reasonable doubt? I think, um, yes, I think there was reasonable doubt. I think the jury did legalistically. I think they did what seemed to me as a non-expert to be the right thing. That being said, um, Zimmerman is clearly was in the fucking wrong to follow this guy around, right? I mean, like, that's, that's a crazy thing to do, to just see somebody walking down the street, decide they seem suspicious to you, armed to walk around and start a confrontation. Like, that is that is a crazy thing to do. And I don't want to get into the whole, like, like the whole race-baiting nonsense that's, that, that kind of comes with this whole argument. I think this is, a lot of this comes with this uh, overblown fear of our own personal safety here in the States. Um, and, and I think we export that fear. I think we export yeah. a lot of that um, paranoia and Wild West vigilantism bullshit. Um, that is completely not useful um, by and large. I mean, with, with pockets of 
of uh, difference. But by and large, the United States is a pretty safe fucking place to live. It's not a place where you have to walk around armed to the teeth to defend yourself against, you know, roving bands of fucking marauders, Mad Max style. You know, like (laughs) you don't have to have a fucking turret on the top of your Chevy in order to make it to the grocery store. Like most of us are pretty fucking safe. And again, there's pockets. Oh, yeah. Poverty creates those pockets. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, there's. And there are things that can and are not being done to solve some of those problems as well. But there are, there are pockets of, of this country that are dangerous places very to be. Very dangerous. You know, very dangerous places. Chicago's got its share, you know, yeah, for sure. New York has its share. I mean, Absolutely. big cities. All the major metropolitan areas have their share. And all of St. Louis is just a bad place to be. <laughs> <laughs> all of St. Louis. Um but that being said, like you don't like carrying guns and confronting people you think might be potentially possibly dangerous. Um, I mean, nobody's going to fucking win in that situation. There's there's no way for this to turn out well. There's no way that this, you know, at the end of the day, you're like, well, we got him. He had fucking iced tea and Skittles. So we got that guy. And Cecil, did you happen to catch the uh, there was a there was a pundit on one of these dipshit shows that uh, there was like one of those six panel pundit things, you know, where they're all joined via satellite from some other place. And there was this guy and he's, you know, inviting this uh, th- this black woman on and he says, you know, I'd like to invite you over for dinner sometime to continue this conversation. You can come over. I'll cook. I'm a great cook. You know, I'll make this or that. You can bring dessert and drinks. How about Arizona iced tea and Skittles? What? Yeah. Somebody really said that? Yeah. Yeah. He, that, that was like that was the light that they're making out of this. Like there's a kid is dead. The kid gets the kid is dead. And they're mocking, like they're making a joke out of how unarmed he was. I mean, that's really the nature of that joke. And he's making this joke in the middle of a conversation about race as a white dude to this black woman. Like he's specifically baiting her. It's the meanest (laughs) thing ever. I don't normally, like normally I don't make that kind of sound at jokes. Like normally if somebody makes a joke, I'll be like, if it's not funny and falls flat, I'll be like, oh, okay, you know, whatever. But, like, that just seems like so out of the fucking realm of, I mean, like, I'm not a one to make politically correct jokes. I mean, we've made many no. abortion really? coat hanger jokes on this show, <laughs> which I think are probably the worst jokes we make. But, you know, like, even that has taste compared to what this guy said. Well, and then the anchor is like, what, too soon? Like, oh, no, they didn't. Did. Really? I'll try to find the clip for you. Holy it's pretty great. Shit, that's outstanding. Um, you know, somebody, I, maybe it was you. Was it you that told me this? We're walking around a TAM. Somebody told me this. And it was, you know, where's the NRA saying, man, if Trevon only had a gun? Yeah. Right. You know? It, like, <laughs> wouldn't that be great to reverse that role? Yeah. Wouldn't that be awesome? Like, it would. I mean, and that's really like that. Isn't that the ultimate goal of something like the NRA? I mean, the NRA obviously doesn't want to put hand, guns in the hands of minorities. They want to put guns in the hands of rich white people. That's what they really want. Right. right? They want to have guns in the hands of every white person to defend against the you know mongrel hordes of darkies that are swarming <laughs> over the country. I mean, like that's the, that's their fucking narrative. They're just right, not right. coming out and saying it. Right. Like, no, a bunch they of, wouldn't. Yeah, they would never call them darkies. No. Right? <laughs> 
I mean, but that that is their fucking narrative. Like it's disgusting. It it's it it's a horrifying narrative. And there, you know, there's never the suggestion. I mean, what isn't? But if you take their their worldview seriously, like we should just have gunfights in the streets. Right. Like you and sure. I, Cecil, should be walking down the street. You should be coming north, and I should be coming south. And we should fucking bump chests into each other, stand our ground, and shoot each other dead, right there on the spot. Like just like. Every conflict should be solved by open gunfire in the streets. That's like Heston's wet dream. <laughs> I know, right? I feel like like this verdict, though, um, you know, while it's sad that somebody, you know, like like somebody's allowed to do this, just like you, um, I, I can't fall on the other side of it. I can't be like, I mean, when you think about the way the law is written, you know, the stand your ground law, the way it's written, you know, I, it would be hard to find this guy guilty. Because the way it's the way the law is presented and, you know, like that to me says your law is fucked up. If something like this is allowed to happen, you got to change the law. But they're like what I've been hearing mostly from the media sort of roar that has turned into a buzz is that that's not going to happen. Oh, yeah, I, I don't think that's going. And, and states are going the other direction. I've, I'm to understand is more states um, have begun adopting stand your ground. Um, it, it's It's become. Like it's becoming more of a thing. Like some states are a little more stringent about the places and con- context where you can stand your ground, but um, the stand your ground laws are becoming uh, more prevalent rather than less. One of the things being raised on a ranch in Texas is you learn about breeding. You learn about breeding livestock. You learn about breeding horses. And believe it or not, I'm here to talk to you about your breeding. You are American patriots. You came from those incredible bloodlines of Thomas Jefferson and George Washington and John Smith and all these great Americans and Martin Luther King, these great Americans that built this country. You came from them. And a unique thing about being from that part of the world when you learn about breeding is you learn that you cannot breed secretariat to a donkey and expect to win the Kentucky Derby. Um, So this next story comes from rightwingwatch.org. Tea Party leader compares immigration to the Alamo, (laughs) alien invasion in Independence Day. The nation's George Zernick was at Monday's anti-immigration rally um, organized by uh, the Black American Leadership Alliance. And his video, Cecil, is just a racist crazy screed of conflated bigotry <laughs> and movie props. Yeah. yeah it's so weird, man. I, you know, the best part about his little rant is when he starts talking about DNA because he clearly has no idea what DNA is. I'm surprised he didn't misspell it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> D-A-N. That's Dan. <laughs> like, uh, I, I love that he's talking about, like, that you have DNA for patriotism. I know. <laughs> it's I like, know. Um, you know, I'd love to see the science behind that that shows that, you know, certain people are predisposed to patriotism over other people. Uh, he also talks about, at a certain point, he's talking about, you know, breeding. I mean, this is basically eugenics. I mean, what I, he's talking it's about exactly is— exactly eugenics, man. You know, like, like, I mean, what he's talking about is— 
we don't want to breed with those muddy races from the south south of our border. Even though he mentions Martin Luther King at one point I, in this, right? Which is weird. He's like, you know, the founders of our nation. And he's like Jefferson, Washington, you know, and then he's like Martin Luther King. And I'm thinking, what did he go back in time and <laughs> found the fucking him. nation? <laughs> like he's like sitting there in his H.G. Wells time machine, spinning around, waiting to go back so he could be enslaved at the beginning of our 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 country. Like, like that. He founded against the will of the South. Like, this dude's from Texas, and he's going to... What? Yeah. It's... Huh? (laughs) But it's it's really... I mean, it's really just a nasty racist diatribe about how you don't want... I don't want these... These people who don't belong here taking away our freedoms and whatever. And he doesn't. First off, he's he's not mentioning all of this is just rhetoric. There's no. I mean, it's not like he's saying any facts or anything like that. He's just all he's doing is is just trying to work the crowd up. Yep. That's there's nothing in here that has any bit of factual basis in it whatsoever. I mean, when you're quoting Independence Day and you're talking about how the aliens came down and how one of the guys came up and he even he even botches that and, and puts in his own words at the end of that. <laughs> um, but he, he he misquotes it by by adding his own words. If you listen to the whole video, which I don't know that I would suggest someone doing. But, you know, there's a, there's a point where he's quoting the movie. The movie is about humanity coming together as a people, like the entire world coming together as one set of people, like human beings. Like the movie is actually against separating ourselves. No, quiet. <laughs> quiet. Why are you? No, that doesn't fit in with what he's trying to say. Like, how are the people in the crowd going to lift up their cowboy hats and whoop to that? Yeah. That's, look, if if you watch Independence Day and the subtleties of Independence Day are over your head, right? When yeah. a Will Smith action vehicle <laughs> escapes you, when at some point during Independence Day you're like, that was a little deep. That was a little tough for me. I'm just going to have to rewind that there part and uh, go back. I didn't really, I didn't catch the subtext there. Of that there Independence Day movie, that's a that's a that's a real thinker. That one is like when when that movie, and then you go ahead and you're like, I'm going to give a speech of all the people to quote from, of all the great politicians, leaders, thinkers in the world. You're <laughs> quoting from a dude who's not real. Yeah, a guy, like, a movie president. <laughs> for fuck's sake, you might as well quote from Air Force One. I know, you know? right? <laughs> it's like, and as Indiana Jones said, I hate snakes. Like what? <laughs> As, as Harrison Ford said in Air Force One, get off my plane. <laughs> <laughs> it's like so randomly quoting people. Like, yeah. It's a trap. Like, well, actually, to be honest, the get off my plane thing would totally work for this. <laughs> Like that would be that would be something that he could you know he looks at all the the Mexicans that are pouring in from the border and say get off my plane except for it's P L A I you know what I mean yeah like he would miss yeah, yeah right right get off my planer wait yeah. okay. we're not uh huh <laughs> that's not a we're not on a planer this this guy you like you watch the video of it and like you said like he's talking about horses he's comparing people to horses at one point and he's like yeah you know one thing in Texas is you gotta. You gotta learn about horses when you grow up on a ranch and how to breed them right and you know horses and then and you you're like wait a minute are you really going to talk about eugenics right now cuz I think you are and I don't yeah. think you know you are yeah. and I'm getting excited <laughs> watching this video cuz I'm like he's going to say what I think he's going to say but yeah. he doesn't know he's going to yeah. say what I think he's going to say and then yeah. he said it and then he says it right <laughs> 
been in court since Independence Day. Yeah. This is a tea. I mean, this is your tea party leader, ladies and gentlemen. Yep, tea right. party leader. Hey, what what is a leader? Anyone like no, 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 leader, <laughs> leader, <laughs> leader. <laughs> I, isn't the Tea Party dead yet? I don't know. Why is it? It's funny dead because yet? somebody was digging up some some dirt on the Tea Party, and they found out like it was really funded by like oh, yeah. really big corporations yeah. or whatever, and it's not like a grassroots movement that everybody thought it was or whatever. But uh, I don't even know if that's true. That could just be anonymous hearsay. So please don't send me messages. And I, tell I me read it's not similar true. articles about that. That it was never yeah. a grassroots organization. That it was actually very heavily funded. Yeah. But then it got taken over by the crazies because like they're well the crazies. I mean, they, when you saw the early on, Tom, when we were talking about the Tea Party, this is years ago. When we first started talking about the Tea Party, you could see that just the signs alone led oh. you to believe that those people were some of those people were clearly unhinged and they were just looking for some radical party to join. My favorite part about the Tea Party is that it was, you know, they always would like, you know, taxed enough already. And then they never talked about taxes. They no. always talked about like, like you were saying, like their signs would just be this disparate hodgepodge mess like it was like a veritable cornucopia of kooks that would show up to this thing like dressed in like quasi old school patriotic outfits and like they may as well have been fucking wrapped in tinfoil for how fucking insane they all seemed and you know they it's funny that you say that about the taxes too right like they like taxes just that was never really their platform it was such not their it was so not their platform that even when Sarah Palin had to speak she had to write it on her hand to remember (laughs) And the Lord, the Lord your God is punishing this nation, and he's doing it. One of his weapons of choice is sending your children home dead yeah. from the battle. So okay. we're there to help you connect the dots. And what I feel best about is that in spite of the fact that those legislative Taliban in Iowa passed an unconstitutional measure to try to stop us, from putting the cup of the fury and wrath of God to your lips and making you yeah. drink it, that we were nuts. doing it anyway. So this story comes from MSN.com. Satanists claim they've turned Westboro founder's dead mom gay. <laughs> <laughs> I love this story so much. So um, this this group is calling itself the Satanic Temple. Um, after the uh, Westboro Baptist Church threatened to pick at the funerals of Boston Marathon bombing victims, um, they decided that they would get back and, and kick this shit a little Mormon style, going back in time and converting the dead. And I guess if you can convert this, you know, the logic is actually pretty sound, right? Because if you can convert somebody from gay to straight, you can convert somebody from straight to gay. Sure. So the Christians do that all the time, right? They yeah, can, they do. Yeah, conversion they, they put therapy into a little is, is a thing. Conversion things. Yeah. And the Mormons think that you can convert somebody to a religion through baptism posthumously yeah right so if you conflate the two i don't see any reason why you can't go ahead and convert somebody and this is what they've done cecil yeah i mean if the the basis of your logic is nonsense right then anything is possible right and this is clearly possible what i love about this i think the the most is that i'd love to see them start i'd love to see someone have a have a have a concerted effort to deconvert some of the 
famous uh, Mormons that have been around. So that when the Mormons say, well, no, we we converted, you know, these dead people that weren't Mormons to Mormonism. And you're like, well, I deconverted all your famous Mormons away from Mormonism. You know, it's like the two little kids who have their fingers out and they're like, bang, you're dead. No, you're dead. No, you're dead. No, I shot you first. You're dead. You know, like that's really what it is. It's an imagination fight. It is an imagination fight. This is live action role play. It is. It's, it, it, it really exactly like, is. And but I, I, I do love this, right? Because it's like the Westboro nuts are, are obviously a despicable, detestable group of people. And, and the problem is they're doing real harm. And I, I do think that they're doing real psychological and emotional harm to people who are grieving, um, you know, losses in their families and what have you. Um, so they they put themselves in a place where they're so not off limits. Like once you start abusing victims like I, I've got I really have no problem because this this dead woman is not harmed in the making no. of this farce. No, right? like, absolutely. You know, the only thing this is going to do is upset a group of hateful people. You know, like this is like being the dry cleaner that the KKK takes their sheets to and <laughs> handing them back all pink. <laughs> right? <laughs> Whoopsie. Yeah, nothing has really changed. Right. But you're kind of fucking with them. A long black cock, long black cock, a long black cock, long black cock. So this story comes from The Guardian. Libya's women's football team banned from major tournament. Sporting authorities cite Ramadan as the reason for withdrawal after team forced to train in secret following threats from radicals. Um, first of all, how does Libya have an anything team? I know. I, I was I was reading this article and I was like, you know, you've got to be fucking dedicated to soccer. If after all of the fucking turmoil and <laughs> crazy bullshit that has been going on, and you're like, I still got to get my game on. I still got to get. I mean, right. I, I that's bravo. I mean, seriously, fucking bravo for. Trying to maintain even any semblance of normal, given the fucking madness in Libya. Um, but the international women's football, we're going to call this soccer, so we don't confuse yeah, right, we the can't Americans. Confuse They're not wearing helmets. Yeah, it's not football. Right. It's, not, it's not really football, yeah. is why it's not football. Right, yeah. exactly. Um, but, uh, yeah, they're, they're not allowed to play because they might be attractive, and then men would see them during a time of fasting, and then... Eat? I food? I don't know. Eat. <laughs> like that would be like, damn, that girl is hot. Where's my Big Mac yeah. at? Somebody um, feed me a hot dog. Yeah. What? <laughs> I saw a woman. I'm not sure you know how yeah, this works. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> what you want is a turducken. Um, you can't. No, it's it, got to be an all I, beef frank, though. Yeah. <laughs> What I like about this article is that, uh, you know, they're talking, they keep bringing it back to Ramadan. No, they can't do it because it's Ramadan. And the first I thought, well, they're fasting. Maybe they won't have enough energy. Like maybe they can't, you know, they can't drink the Gatorade in between, you know, rounds or whatever. I don't even know what they would. Is it rounds and periods? I don't you can't know. Call it, I don't know. This period is a good call. Turns. Um, <laughs> turns. Yeah, turns. turns. <laughs> I don't know what the soccer has, but uh, but whatever the the sections of the game, whatever the sections of the game are, they can't go off to the sideline and get 
you know, Gatorade or water or whatever. Cause you're supposed to like, there's people like, don't, don't they like not drink anything or something like that? They like fast, like, like in some insane ways during Ramadan. So at first I was like, Oh, maybe that's the reason. But then as I'm reading down, it says one of Libya's popular television preachers has demanded the women team disband saying it was against the strictures of Islam. And I'm like, wait a minute. So somebody in, you know, whenever the Quran was written, which is, I think between six and 700 AD wrote, you know, this, this out, like they, you know, I understand that kicking a ball has been, a, you know, it's timeless. Kicking a ball is, you know, we're going back before probably there was writing. People were kicking a ball around. Sure. So I, I will give you that kicking a ball around probably predates the Quran. Okay. Organized play, maybe not so much, but, you know, I will say that kicking a ball at least predates it. But, you know, where is it in there? That's the thing I want to see. Like, I want to see where it's like, and the woman shall not kicketh the ball. Like, where the fuck is that in there? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm sure that it's not in there because that's fucking crazy. Because nobody <laughs> would prevent people from, you know, the thing is that I doubt very much that the Quran really forbids joy, right? And we've talked about this before. Yeah. But, but these joyless sects of assholers they, they they demand that anything that somebody might enjoy is verboten is you know it's not allowed you can't do it it's music it's dancing it's smiling it's you know getting wet being dry eating food not eating food playing soccer not playing soccer swimming in a 13 pound bathing costume like it's all it's everything when when you don't have actual laws it's all illegal if some dude says it is, yeah, I mean, it, it really, I mean, it's really what it boils. It seems to boil down to every time. It's like something else is against, you know, these women, this, this guy says, you know, this invites women to show off and wear clothes that are inappropriate. Later in the article, all play in head to foot blue track suits rather than shorts and T-shirts and most wear the hijab. So you're covered. I know. Yeah, they're covered. Fucking head to toe. Running around playing soccer, like you're already at a competitive disadvantage, right? Like your body is like, I would like to shed some heat. No, be in a tracksuit. Shut up. What? It's horrible. You're already at a competitive disadvantage right. the whole time that you're playing. Right. Um, and still, it's like some dude might accidentally get a boner, so it's not Ramadan anymore. Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? Every time during Ramadan, a dude gets a boner, God kills a kid. Right. It's just, that's just the way it is. I, you know, I, I feel like, you know, there's a part of this article where they're arguing back and forth. The women's football team is basically saying, no, like, look, they, you know, uh, Muhammad and whatever, one of his nine-year-old wives or whatever competed or something like whatever she says in there or something. There's something about competition between women and men and how that's okay and it's not a bad thing. I think you've just got to drop the religious angle altogether. You know, that's the thing that, you know, really is holding everything back because they can always keep adding that religious element and keep on because they're the ones who decide how to interpret that religious element. So they're at an advantage. No matter what you do as a woman in that culture, you will never have the advantage as long as you have the shackles of that religion on you because the guys get to decide how it's interpreted. So they get to say, you know what, you can't wear this. You got to do this. You're going to get married at 11. You're going to get beaten when I say you're going to get big. 
buried under up to your neck and beaten with stones if you cheat on someone and I won't get anything. You know what I mean? They're going to get to make the rules. They're going to get to pick and choose out of the Quran as long as they are shackled to that religion. They need to break. They need to not try to fight within the realms of that religion. They need to break away from that religion entirely. Yeah, don't even. I think that's I think that's you're, you're probably right, man, because if you just you can't address that shit. You just have to ignore it. You just have to be like, that's a fuck. That's not really a good reason. That's yeah. not that's not an accurate reason to say something. You know, in this article, too, one of these guys during a sermon says the team consists of tall, good looking young girls. And that's the last thing this country needs. What? That's the first thing every country needs. <laughs> All countries. Like if, if you were to look at a country and say, what is one thing this country needs? More tall, good looking young girls. That is what, that is what was, a whole goddamn team of them like fucking Clydesdales. That's what we need. What we should do is breed them like horses. Yeah. That's well, the, don't breed them to a donkey, whatever you do. No. I make no promise. I've seen that yeah, movie, right. though, by the way. <laughs> so we're going to take a quick break, give you some information on how to contact us and all that stuff. And we'll be back afterwards with more horrible stories. Want to contact Cognitive Dissonance? Visit them on Facebook. You can find the link at the website dissonancepod.com or type it in the Facebook search bar. Be sure to follow the guys on Twitter. Their handle is at dissonance underscore pod. The guys also post to Google Plus now too, so check them out there. And if you'd like to email them, you can do so at dissonance.podcast at gmail.com. You can also leave a comment on the blog at their webpage or give them a call at 740-74-DOUBT. That's 740-743-6828. Long distance rates apply. And to everyone who listens, shares, retweets, or rates the show, Cognitive Dissonance would like to cordially thank you for all of your fucking support. So this story is horrible and brought to you by The (laughs) Guardian as well. Um, Boko Haram leader. Did you like that? Boko Haram. Oh, yeah. You like that? Yeah, that's yeah. good. You did a, you did a good job there. That. You nailed it. Uh, calls for more school <laughs> attacks after dorm killings. <laughs> I don't even know what <laughs> for more. You know, there's some countries that are calling for more tall women teams. Other countries are calling for more school more dorm school attacks. attacks. <laughs> how, do you, how do you even say that shit? Like, oh, you're like... <laughs> That school attack went pretty well. Those defenseless yeah. children really burnt to a crisp. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> How was your day at work, honey? Uh, not so great. <laughs> Only two school attacks today. It's starting to slow down because we've burned so many of the schools. Oh, man. How's our son? Oh, he was in the school attack. Oh, man. It's uh, not. It's a rough one. So good. Yeah, It's like they say the children are their future. Unless yeah. they're in a school attack. Yeah, unless unless you walk in. You know, like, you. first off, you should be dubious of any guy <laughs> who, when you're taking a profile picture of him, you see the muzzle of his gun. Be dubious of everyone like that. It's like an AK-47 right next to his cheek. He's, he's gesticulating wildly yeah. like he's pointing, like, more school yeah. attacks. Like, hmm. More fucking school attacks. My gun needs blood. Maybe this is not the guy we should take our educational advice from. How do you look at a guy like this and be like, this is my leader. This is somebody I'm going to look to and be like, man, that guy says more school attacks. Huh? It's, it's At some point, don't you want less school attacks? Yeah, <laughs> aren't you like okay? We've got our quota. We're full. We've 
We've attacked enough schools. Because oh, <laughs> we attacked one school. That's too many schools. Yeah, that's way too many. This story. I want to read a little bit yeah. of this real quick. Just after dawn on 6th of July, a school dormitory was doused in petrol and set alight in the northeastern Yobi. Uh, those trying to flee the flames were shot. The attackers left 46 dead, mostly students. More than 300 classrooms have been torched in the remote arid state since 2009, according to official accounts. These people are butchering children for just learning. Right. I mean, and- let that sink in. Yeah. Let that just let that sink in. Somebody's trying to do a book learning and they're they're hillbilly Allah will not let such a thing pass. You can't have people going around knowing stuff. I guess not. You know, because then at some point they're going to know not to attack schools. Right. You know, you would think that empathy is something you learn pretty quickly. You, it must it, seriously like it has to be driven out of you religiously. Like they, these people have to come from a place of human empathy, which I think is is a natural state for most people to experience. I mean, animals fucking experience empathy. Right. Like animal studies show that that lower order animals experience empathy and altruism, right? So that is, I think, reasonable to say that at least some empathy is part of our natural condition as people. Something has to change that that leads you to say, I'm going to take this can of gas and burn these sleeping children to death because they want to know us stuff. There, there has to be something in the person, and I, I, and I mean this, that breaks, that just is broken. It doesn't work proper anymore in order for, for, for you to come to that conclusion that you're like, I'll pick up the gas can. I'll, I'll do that. That seems like yeah. this guy has made a fucking sound argument. Yeah. Um, and he says, you know, I mean, he says, Teachers who teach Western education, we will kill them all. We will kill them in front of their students and tell the students to henceforth study the Koran. What? What the fuck? Like, you're that... And we've said this before, but, like, I do mean it. Like, they're that afraid. Like, this is... I have to hope. This is my hope. And I I don't know that it's true, but I hope that it is. that, That this aggressive, violent, militaristic pushback against education is part of the last dying gasp of a religious ideology that knows it's on the fences, that knows it's going down at any minute. That is, that is that fucking fragile. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's, it's, it's a piece of glass. It's a glass ball. It could be crushed at any moment and it knows it. I think the worst thing for, uh, for religions like that and for ideologies like that. And it's not just it's not just Islam that's, you know, so fucked up that it's causing this. But Islam's like the biggest perpetrator that we talk about all the time when they, you know, I mean, they're killing kids. They're, you know, all the things that we say that they do. And, that, and it's, it's, there's no dispute. There's no dispute that these things happen, that, you know, they commit atrocities all the time, certain people in that in that religion, and then they blame it on the religion. It's not that they're just falling under the umbrella of the religion. They happen to be just like, you know, a Christian happens to kill somebody and we're like, well, all Christians are murderers. No, they're saying I'm doing I mean, this guy is basically saying you're reading Western education. It's against Islam. I mean, that's like when he adds that, you can't separate the two. No. You can't say, you know, it's not a religious crime. It's a religious crime. So the crime is inherent in the religion. It's, it's tied to it. Um, but I think the worst thing for them 
is the information age. I think the worst thing, because before, probably you could sweep this under the rug. You'd be like, oh, they're learning some outside shit. Kill them, whatever. Take care of it. Nobody knows anything about it. It doesn't matter. But, you know, more and more people are finding out about the atrocities here. And you're right. I think this is sort of that moment where they're just like, fuck, we got to stop this any way we can. And now, you know, I mean, any way you can is lighting a schoolhouse on fire and shooting the kids as they run out while they're on fire. This story sucks. This is from AOL. I like this is, by the way, this is from the AOL travel section. Oh, nice. Because... Um, no. <laughs> well, TripAdvisor doesn't yeah. give Dubai a lot of good ratings. <laughs> um, woman raped in Dubai, jailed for sex outside marriage. Um, a Norwegian woman who reported being raped in Dubai has been jailed for 16 months for having sex outside of marriage. She was on a business trip when she was attacked. Um, she was put for, in jail for three days without any access to the telephone. I also found out from this story that her uh, employer... Um, and it was, it's a it's a Muslim based company. Like the CEO is actually Janet Jackson's husband. Interestingly enough, huh. um, fired her for her um, immoral actions while on a business trip. Holy and her immoral shit. action is um, evidently I don't know maybe taking a leave of absence to attend jail for sixteen months after being raped. What? I, what I don't understand about this is if there's only I one would expect- thing. I would well. There's a lot I don't ex- understand about it, but I think I, you know, the par- the part of me that is just crazy about this is like, why doesn't the Norwegian government do something about this? Like, I mean, I would I would hope that a government would see something like this, some sort of atrocity like this, especially you know, like a, a pretty enlightened society like the you know the Norwegians, you know, the Norwegian people, see it and be like, you know what, we got to fix this somehow. And get somebody down there to get her extradited to, you know, get her back, you know, lie to their face and be like, yeah, we're going to put her in prison up here or something. You know what I mean? Like, just try to get her out of the country some fucking way, you know, could talk, talk to one of your your bully friends like, you know, the United States right. and see if they can go over there and, you know, fucking get her out of there some way. Like, I, like, this is such an atrocity. Like, I would be cheering if like a fucking SEAL team rescued her from prison. I'd be like, that's what you need to do. That's a, that is a good use of a SEAL team. Like that's a like that's a fucking approved. I would be like the I would be the guy with a giant fucking approved stamp to spend the millions of dollars to get this girl out of out of prison. I'd be like, fucking, where's my big giant desk sized approved stamp so I can put it on there? Yeah, you really can't think of a travesty of justice more egregious than this. Like, you you show up in court. And you you report this thing. You're like, I've been victimized. Like, not yet. You haven't. You haven't seen being victimized till you've been victimized yeah, no in kidding, Dubai. Right? Yeah. Because here we will do that shit right. After you've been victimized, we are gonna victimize you so much further. Oh, it gets so bad. It gets so <laughs> yeah. bad. You don't even know, honey. Here, I, and they post this in the travel section, as if to warn people. What? I I can't. I seriously like. You look at stories like this and you think. There's nothing that could get me to Dubai. Right. There's nothing. Nothing. There's no monies. There's no amount of of incentives of any kind. Like I could have an employer be like, oh, we're going to give you all the raises, all of them. 
all you have to do is go to Dubai. I'd be afraid I would do a thing. I would accidentally right. do a thing that seems like just a normal thing or that somebody would do something to me. Right. Like like this woman sure. didn't even perform an action. The action she performed was to be attacked. I'm guessing she wasn't pro getting attacked. Right. So she gets attacked and then is like, wow, I wish that hadn't happened. I guess I'll treat this like it was a fucking civilized country. She probably was confused by the skyscrapers. And it's not a civilized country because they fucking jail her. It's not. And, you know, that's the thing is I think everybody should be, you know, you you should stay away from these types of countries until they get their shit together. Because obviously, you know, I mean, like like when you go to somebody else's country, you're on, you know, you're on their soil. You do what you do, what they say you're supposed to do. But when a law is immoral, it, it, it transcends the boundaries of your stupid little country. And that law is completely fucking immoral. Are we considered acceptable losses? Jenny, let's, let's bring it down just a notch here for a second. Okay, when we look at autism, 75% of kids with autism, there's demonstrated um, change that the child has in the first year of life before they get to this period when they're getting the measles, uh, mumps, German measles vaccine. Give yes, on the measles. I'll take that way over autism any day. So we want to spend some time now talking about a couple of articles. One of them is from Slate.com. The other is a, actually a link to an NPR uh, audio piece. We're going to put both of them up in the show notes. Um, Jenny McCarthy has been hired by The View um, to be one of the uh, talking airheads to blather endlessly. Yeah. Um, the reason this is a problem, for those who maybe are unfamiliar, Jenny McCarthy um, is a Playboy model turned anti-vax nutter um and she because of her status as a celebrity um she's able to get a lot of uh attention um and she's able to really put a a much stronger voice to the anti-vax movement um and now she'll have abc has just decided fuck it and they've given her a daily fucking platform to spread her misinformation cecil yeah uh phil plate and on slate is talking about this in particular and uh, it's the Bad Astronomy blog. And, uh, and he, he links to a ton of stuff. And I basically just, if you look at this article, there's like, you know, 15 or 20 links in here. And it's great because all these links go to some really good stuff. And uh, so it's not just his article that's good to read, but it's also, you know, it's, it's sort of branching out into the web and, and digging up some really great stuff. And some of the stuff in here that's just, it's just amazing. First off, her son doesn't even have autism. I know, like that's the first I thing know. is just like, you're like, okay, so she comes out, her kid is diagnosed with autism and I, and, and he links to an article it was written that seems like an opinion piece, so I don't know the validity of this statement. But it basically says that you know there's like 13 or something percent of kids are diagnosed with autism, and some of them get out of it like they don't actually have it. They're just diagnosed, they're misdiagnosed when they're young, and then they grow out of the symptoms. So they get diagnosed when they're like three or four, and then by the time they get to be seven or eight or whatever, they're just they're they're not they're just not autistic. Um, it turns out that the diagnosis was wrong or whatever. So, you know, I feel like that's a good thing. You know, if, if it, it's, if you're erring on the side of caution, which at least to me seems like a good idea instead of erring on the side of not vaccinating your kids, which is a fucking bad, horrible idea as seen by the measles and pertussis outbreaks in this country. But, you know, she talks, they're talking in this article about how her son was misdiagnosed. They thought he had autism. She immediately 
fucking goes, uh, tries to find out more about the disease. And we'll talk a minute about the NPR uh, article that, that talks about where she goes. But specifically, she gives her kid, she turns, he puts him on a, like a gluten-free diet and then gives the kid chelation therapy. The chelation therapy is for heavy metal poisoning, which actually has side effects on its own, right? So it's not, that's not a, that, that's for when you're fucking poisoned by heavy metals. When like there's right. a bad, something bad happens to you. You give, that's like chemotherapy. Like chemo, you wouldn't just be like, man, this chemotherapy keeps the cancer away. You know, like, like it, it's a necessary evil. It's not a good thing to put in a capsule and just take. Yeah, chemotherapy give, as a prophylaxis would be a right. bad idea. It's a bad idea. So she does it. But she also, the other thing that I found out about the circle, she uses Botox all the time. Like she won't insert like fucking vaccines in a kid when there's study after study, but she's putting Botox in her face. Yeah, I saw the same thing and I was like, wow, that's kind of amazing. That's kind of an amazing thing to stand there. Like what cognitive dissonance she must experience standing there saying, you know, these things are loaded full of toxins. By the way, if you could inject one of the most potent possible toxins into my face. Toxins in the fucking name for Christ's sake. <laughs> it's it's an unbelievable stance to take. I mean, it really is an unbelievable stance. And, you know, in the light of so much evidence to the contrary, you know, her son, you would think at some point she would have to say, like, well, I thought my son had autism, but it turns out he didn't have autism. And then, you know, I I told all these people that he did. I told all these people that he had it and that. You know, he got it from this this shot. And then she went on to say, like, she put him on this crazy anti-gluten fad bullshit diet. And that's what cured him. Like, so her level of harm that she's created is freaking levels deep at this point, right? It's like, don't get vaccinated, okay? If your kid has autism, you know, here's some crazy fad diets you can try. Sure. You know, so it's like delaying treatments. It's preventing people from getting, you know, vaccines. It's it's so she's hurting not just it's all it's it's crazy ironic. Like she's hurting the very community she hopes to serve, like the autistic right. parents right. community by telling her story of, you know, of her son, Evan, who, you know, had clearly had something going on, but it wasn't autism. And then claiming that it can be treated or cured by some fad diet. I mean, how do you feel as a parent when you try the Jenny McCarthy fad diet and it doesn't work for your kid and you've wasted all of that time when there are good therapies that maybe you are eschewing in favor of a cure? Because why treat something if you can cure it? Right. Exactly. There's no reason to. You know, there's I, I think that there's some people who are saying, like, who cares who's on the view? But I think that this is important. You're giving a you're giving a mouthpiece to a woman who at this point really only had a, a voice when it came to, you know, s- interviews with stupid people like Larry King uh, or, you know, Fox News or whoever else is interviewing or Huffington Post or, you know, she's writing columns for Huffington Post or whatever. You know, her her outreach is limited, somewhat limited. Her, she is a celebrity, but her outreach is limited. You're putting her on. I guess that that show probably is on five days a week. I would imagine that's a talk show. So most talk shows are on five days a week um, and it's on when there's a, a vulnerable group of people who are sensitive to this this very message, uh, 
you know, the thing is, is, you, you know, Tom, we've talked many times about autism and how scary it is. It's the boogeyman for parents. It's, you know, when you hear those words, you get the chills because you don't want to have your child be disadvantaged. You want to make sure your child is as strong and as healthy as possible. It's you're hitting parents where it hurts the most. Sure. And, you know. These are vulnerable people because the women who are watching and the most, most, I mean, I'm, I'm generalizing here, but mostly, I mean, who's going to watch The View? It's going to be women who are home, you know, probably parents who watch it. Like, I mean, I, I can imagine that that's their demographic. This is a perfect demographic for her to insert some sort of stupid ideas. And the same thing goes for Dr. Oz, right? We learned about Dr. Oz when we were at TAM. We learned more about him at TAM. But the very fact is, is that he's, um, you know, he's doing stuff that... You know, he's saying he's having people on that are saying some crazy shit and he's reaching a vulnerable audience that is paying attention to him. They're going to believe what is ever on the TV in front of them. And I think it's irresponsible to put her on the television. I really think it's it's irresponsible. I mean, first off, they're all idiots. And we're talking about this NPR article that we found. There's a part of this article that is laugh out loud funny. It's only five minutes, so give it a time. It's called A Dangerous View. And at NPR, they are great. And, and Tom, you said it after you got done listening to it, the first thing you said is they pull no punches. And in specific, the one part that I love is they play this, this clip of The View where these idiots are talking about what came, what civilization came first. And it ends with, well, Jesus came first. I know. Well, you, you look at these people, Cecil, and you think like, they're young earth creationists who don't even understand. Like they, they're so young earth that they think that it's even younger than six thousand. Sure, years. like yeah, it's they fucking, don't. It's two thousand. Yeah, they think that Jesus was the start of Earth. Like that. Like there's yeah. no, like there's no thought process there. Like it, it's it's not it's not even congruent with their own religious teachings. But it's like it's like uh, maybe it's just the only thing that mattered. Like and nothing mattered before that. Like. I don't know. It, that shit is fucking crazy. And The View is full of that kind of crazy. I mean, I've seen clips on The Soup of them saying just some absolutely insane that shit. That one woman was saying, like, they're on The Soup, I remember she was talking about, like, how the she has no idea that the Earth is actually round. round. She, oh, she can't, God, I remember she that. Can't be, it can't be proven or something like that to her. Like, you're, you're clearly an idiot. You're clearly somebody who is so stupid, you should not be a mouthpiece for anything. And, and maybe, maybe Jenny McCarthy will be as ridiculed. But the problem is she'll be ridiculed, and she certainly will be. She'll be ridiculed for her nonsensical views by people who already ridicule her. Right. Um, and, and why should ABC give her a voice? Like, that's the thing. It's like, you've got other options. You don't have other celebrities who would be clamoring to be on this show. You've got other options. Options that don't pose a risk to our public health. I don't, I don't I'm baffled by why somebody like this would get more attention and more time. I love the part of this, though. There's a part of this uh, NPR article um, where the guy's talking, and, and I guess she was on Oprah. McCarthy was on Oprah, and she says, you know what I did when I first found out he had autism? I went and typed it into Google. And, you know, I went to the University of Google, and Oprah's like, thank God for Google, and the entire audience cheers. And, you know, the guy comes back on and basically just says, yeah, well, Google sucks. I know, like, it's, so it's, great. it's awesome. And the reason why, you know, like, look, you could type anything into Google, and you might get good results, you might get bad results. You have to vet those things. You can't just look at it and be like, oh, this is a thing. You know what I mean? You've got to vet the information. Just because it has a high ranking doesn't mean it's true. Well, it's funny because they, from that same part, they're talking like, yeah, the University of Google, and it's like, wait a minute. 
That's not an accredited university. <laughs> no kidding, right? You can't really get a degree <laughs> there. You have a better chance getting a job with a Phoenix university. Yeah, right? <laughs> Can you imagine telling your employer, like, oh, what makes you qualified? Well, I did go to Google University. <laughs> what, do you, would you go to Monsters, Inc., too? Yeah. <laughs> if this is, okay, everybody's got intuition, everybody's yeah. got a hunch, it's big deal. Fault. But if right. you say, hey, I've got this amazing ability to read minds and I don't, see things okay, or whatever. Okay, now that's what, what do? I don't do. I okay. don't read minds. Okay. What I do is uh, I communicate with the spirit world. Yeah. And I also uh, help people prevent problems and attain goals by using, uh, helping them use their intuition. Okay, so how do you explain you failing miserably here? So this next uh, article, story, is from YouTube, which means it's not really an article. Um, Psychic Char Margolis fails on WGN Morning News. WGN Morning News is a news program out of Chicago. Um, And this total goober shows up and uh, tries to do a reading, a live reading, um, and is just mocked. She's mercilessly mocked. (laughs) For her abject failure, yeah, it's a delight to watch. And her failure is pretty complete. And it's it's funny because you know we'll let you watch the video. I don't want to ruin it for you, so we're gonna you know we're just gonna skip right over it. We just want you to know about it that it's on the notes. It's posted on Facebook and Twitter and, our, and some recent tweets for us. So go you co- go try to find it. But the easiest place go to dissonancepod.com. It'll be on episode one hundred eight. But uh, but the uh, the the thing is is that. Um, they, they dismantle her by just kind of snickering like that's all they do the entire time because she is trying to give this cold reading and she picks, you know, two two letters and then it happens to be one of the letters and she says, is this your mom? No, it's my daughter. And then the the, the guy is like, well, you know, you kind of suck. And she's like, well, I'm, what are you talking about? I got this right. And, she, and he's like, you didn't get it right. And he like calls it like right out on her. She's like, no, you didn't get it right. You said it was a mother. It's not, you know, so watch the video. It's so funny just to watch somebody who paid attention when she was cold reading and called her on her cold reading. And, you know, it's also nice to see some journalism that's not credulous for a minute. Right. You know, like, clearly he has no say. Like, the producers decide who's going to be on as a guest. But this guy was a skeptic. And yeah. he sat there. I mean, And he should be a skeptic, right? Because the claims are insane. They're ridiculous claims. So, you know, he sat across from this woman and watched her try to do this cold reading, fail miserably, and just laughed at her. And he, he says, like, you failed miserably, I think is like yeah. what he says at one point. Yeah. And then, you know, somebody claims that he doesn't have an open mind, one of the other parties. Like, the party that was actually getting the reading is like, oh, he doesn't have an open mind. It's like, Oh, that's so terrible. You know, it's not an open mind when the other person says they can do a thing and then they can't do the thing. You know, if I told you I could lift a Camaro over my head and then I walked up to a Camaro and couldn't lift it, and then you said, ha, you failed. It wouldn't be because you didn't have an open mind. Like, I would, you know, it'd be because I didn't do the thing I said I was going to do. That's why I failed. <laughs> like, the Camaro was not lifted over my head. It's not that your mind wasn't open. There's no difference here, right? There's a claim being made. The psychic is saying, I can do a thing. Great, do the thing. I tried and I did not do it very well. Well, you suck. No, you just don't have an open mind. What are you talking about? You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! So this story is just super crazy. It's from the BangaloreMirror.com. 23-year-old engineer ends his life. And the reason? A crow sat on his head. (laughs) 
Oh, my gosh. Before taking the extreme step, he told his mother, who, after consulting an astrologer, said that praying at a temple was help. But the youth was not convinced. Now, here's the part of the story that I love so much. Evidently, if a crow sits on your head, you heard that right, a crow sits on your (laughs) head. That's what just happened like three times in human history. Who makes the rule for that one, by the way? Like, I get it. Like, you break a mirror, right? Oh, you break a mirror. There's kind of a metaphor there, you know, And, and mirrors break. It's not like a crazy thing. But, like, who's sitting around like, we got to come up with some shit that's bad luck? Yeah, what about if a uh, cat crosses your path? Good, not nah, great. Too often. What about if Sorry. a crow sits on your head? <laughs> mm, what if it only happens once? Mm, not that big a deal. If it happens twice, though, as yeah. it happened to this guy, that's right. bad luck. Very well, bad. I would tend to agree. Based on yeah. the clinical trial of one in this situation, it was bad luck because a crow sat on his head and he killed himself. I know this. There's a larger clinical trial you're missing. It actually happened to Brandon Lee in The Crow. <laughs> and I don't know if you know this, but Brandon Lee is no longer alive. So two for two for The Crow. <laughs> <laughs> Who's scared now, Squawk? <laughs> awesome. Two for two, baby. Well, I love a crow. It's just like, what a random thing to, I mean, it's like, you know, I don't know, like if you fucking see a turtle in an elevator. Like, it's, just, know, like, it's, just, it's just like the most random things. Like if a buffalo sits in your backseat, you're fucked. <laughs> and then like you're trying to prevent the bad luck by killing yourself. Yeah, That'll well, show it. That'll show <laughs> that bad luck. Now nothing bad will happen <laughs> to you. What's the like? How do you look at this and think like, okay, this is gonna get this is gonna get real. What's the worst thing that's gonna happen? Well, I, maybe something falls on me and I die. I know. I'll kill myself. I'll cut it off at the pass. <laughs> and after the first crow sits on your head, are you just like, whoa? I'm wearing a hat from now on. <laughs> if I'm that superstitious and I'm already right. down one crow to nothing, right? Right, yeah. I'm like looking at the scoreboard. I'm like, oh, man, (laughs) I totally can't believe that a crow sat on my head. I mean, of all the crazy, made-up, bullshit things that could possibly happen in my life. And was he standing still? Was he, like, playing statue in the park? (laughs) I think it would be better if he was, like, on a moped or something. And the crow, like, flew down and perched right on his head. Is there a hierarchy of things? Like, you know, like we talked about the cat. You know, crossing your path and then the crow on your head. What about snakes on a plane? Snakes is that plane? like really? Is that like a really difficult thing to overcome too? Wait, I don't know. You have to consult an astrologer. Well, actually, you have to call or, your mom or Sam Jackson. You like, consult, consult Sam one. Jackson. You can say motherfucking crows on your motherfucking head. <laughs> So we got an email from uh, from Citizen Wolf who says, uh, hi, guys, I was just listening to uh, 100B and I agree with Cecil regarding the issue of the location of Bangladesh. Sometimes geographical pedagogues piss me off, too, with their inane factoids of useless information. <laughs> what Cecil was talking about regarding Bangladesh wasn't affected whether it was in the Middle East or not. Sheesh, give me a brank geo geopedence. And then he puts an FYI at the bottom. He's like, Siam doesn't exist anymore. Even if it referred uh, to, to on the risk board, it's called Thailand these days. <laughs> 
I love that he calls him out and then becomes one. You know, what What really pisses me off is I can't fuck a Siamese chick. Right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that makes me mad now. Like, way to go. And conjoined twins don't know where they're from. Right. The- yeah, they, and they could be from all over. I mean, let's be honest. We got uh, feedback on episode 105. This is from Dave. Or David, pardon me. David says, uh, Tom, I found it a little ironic that you made a few errors in the segment where you explained how the error uh, how the error in the skeptics creed. I don't think that's a sentence. Um, for example, you stated uh, that there were only Jews in the, on the ark when according to the, what is that? What's Pentateuch, the word is that? I think. Pen- Pentateuch? I don't yeah. know. Whatever. Um, documents. The first Jew was Jacob, who was born at least 12 generations after Noah. We'll address that in a second. He also said, um, Cecil, some of our food is poisonous. I would be surprised if it, I would not be surprised if a conspiracy revealed some point in the near future. I don't see it as us versus them, but I arrived at this conclusion from the past history of companies who were trying to maximize their profits. Think about tobacco companies lying about health risks of smoking, f- uh, Ford Motor Company trying to cover up defects in the Ford Pinot or horse meat in our beef. I lived in China where there are numerous examples of companies poisoning the population to make money. Um, and there was a lead incident, uh, the lead and toys incident that happened from China. Uh, so uh, I want to address it real quick before I, uh, Tom, you deal, you deal with the Jews uh, on the ark or whatever. Um, I just want to say, like, just because there's past uh, examples doesn't mean that there's necessarily going to be future examples. Uh, you know, so that's I think that that's faulty logic that you're using. You're saying because it happened in the past, I believe that it happens now. I'm not saying that, you know, it couldn't happen. I mean, sure, things are possible. But I, I also don't I, I also we were talking about a statement that was our food is poison is what the statement was. That's what the statement was. And, and Tom and I were disputing that our food is not poison. Some of our food may be poisonous if some bad things happen. And there's absolutely food recalls and things like that. But that's why we have regulatory agencies to take care of this sort of thing. If they're, you know, they're, they're paying attention to these sorts of things and their ass is on the line if they let fucking, you know, fucking Lead-infused uh, lead mushrooms hit the market. Their, their ass is on the line because the FDA let them go through. So there's regulatory agencies that are here to help protect us that aren't in the profit structure, that are there to make sure that those sorts of things don't happen, which is why I think that there's not going to be um, some sort of big conspiracy like there was with the Pinto or whatever, you know, whatever you're talking about. So I just, I just uh, first off, I think we were talking about a different thing in general. And then secondly, I disagree. Well, it's actually going to be the pinto beans that are going to be yeah, the problem. Those are, yeah, well, they, 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 they do explode. They already have a little bit they of explode. explosive yes. effect, yes. for sure. Um, and then, you know, regarding the uh, Jews on the Ark, yeah, you know, I guess maybe they're not Jews on the Ark. I'm not going to dispute that. Um, I don't think it matters. The Jews obviously claim Noah as at the very least an influential figure in Jewish life. So I'm not going to get what they were, though. Like, I mean, like, like, that's the thing that, that boggles my mind. It's like, OK, well, maybe like they hadn't sort of founded that nation yet. So that's why they they couldn't be Jews, I guess. But they were, you know, they're clearly ancestors of the same. Yeah, people. I, I don't if that if that if that history is to even be believed. Yeah, it, it, which it, is not. If, but. Right. And it's not. And it's not, you know, like none of that shit seems to have yeah, any significance. We're arguing about orcs and orakai at this Exactly. Point. And I don't care. Like, you just don't care. Like, you don't want to call them Jews on the orc. I don't care. Like, they can be orcs on the ark. It doesn't make any fucking difference to me. Um, the Skeptic's Creed was still wrong. We got an email from Lee, and Lee says uh, that... Uh, 
she said that we wanted, we made her laugh at work. So here's uh, some bad artwork. And she sends us this thing. It's a Tam Ramen. And it's pretty hilarious. It's an image uh, that she sent us. And I, I think it's great. Yeah, I like that it's now with flavor. <laughs> with <That's>, flavor? <laughs> she doesn't, they don't differentiate which flavor, better flavor, no, more flavor. No. It's just yeah. flavor. Flavor. And the sea monkey looks awesome. The sea monkey drawing with the two X's on his eyes looks great. I, it appears to be anatomically accurate. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and it also has an erection. So uh, so we're going to post this as the image for this time, uh, for this episode. So if you go to dissonancepod.com, it'll be episode 108. We got an email from Andy. Uh, Andy sent us two, uh, two images for shirts, and we want to thank him for the work he did. Uh, Andy, British Andy, who's been listening to us for a very long time, uh, took some time out of his day to do this. So we're going to have some new shirts soon, thanks to British Andy. And Andy, if you're ever in the southwest suburbs of Chicago, Illinois, in America, <laughs> it's like on it's a Saturday, like in, I'll totally buy the you a nation, drink. Like yeah. Ginsburg. Yeah, he's going to stop here. Like, oh, yeah. I haven't seen... A random suburb. Yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> but thank you. Yeah, thanks so much for all your work. We got an, uh, an email from, uh, from Pam, and, uh, and Pam says that we should check out a series called Black Adder. It's, on, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a UK series, and it's on Netflix, so we should take a look at it. I haven't taken a look at it yet, but I'm going to add it to the queue here soon. I like that the star is Mr. Bean, so I'll watch yeah. this if the star is Mr. Bean. <laughs> As far as I'm concerned, all British shows star Mr. Bean, though. Right, right, So right. I can't really tell you guys apart. So we got uh, an email from Sonny, and Sonny said, uh, I was listening to Richard Dawkins this week, and he was doing a presentation at the JREF, uh, not the JREF, the Freedom from Religion Foundation, which is different than the JREF. It's a furfur. He was doing it at a conference, and his lecture included individual state mandates that specifically address how non-believers were Un, were uneligible or not eligible to run for state office due specifically to their non-belief and uh, there is six states here let me play a little drum roll go ahead Tom read the six states off South Carolina Pennsylvania North Carolina Arkansas Tennessee <laughs> Arkansas <laughs> that was on purpose Tennessee and Texas 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 you know that one I I get. Oh yeah, and Texas is not the surprise. Texas is not the outlier in this group, right? <laughs> right? Like you look at this and you're like Arkansas, yeah, big shocker. Tennessee, although I'm amazed actually that like you see like Arkansas and Tennessee, but like you don't see Mississippi, for example. Like that's a backward hill country of a state. Like that's ridiculous. Or Kentucky. Like I'm surprised some <laughs> other states did not make. <laughs> right. But Pennsylvania. That's yeah. north of the Mason-Dixon line, son. There's, there's a lot of hills there. That's it, true. So it's it could true. be hillbillies. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. The other thing, too, is there's a lot of Amish. So maybe there's an, like an Amish mafia. I, I don't consider keeping... the Amish like a big political block, though. <laughs> like, <laughs> What else do they have to do other than vote? Right. Uh, we got an email from Adam, and Adam's been asking me to listen to his podcast. His podcast is called The Herd Mentality, and the, the premise of his podcast is he meets some people on Twitter, and he talks to them about different issues. Uh, I caught two episodes. I caught, I think it was six, which was talking about AIDS in Africa, and he had two experts on talking about that. And then he also just, I, I just caught episode seven, which was uh, Ricky Gervais 
uh, and a couple other people, and it was very good. So if you get a chance, listen to the herd mentality. Uh, I think it's you know it's it's one of those you know it's gonna it's probably gonna be a little hit or miss depending on you know your guests you know since you're relying on your guests it's very similar to the atheist experience which is you know a guest driven show so when people call up if the calls are great the show is great if the calls aren't great the show's know, not great hopefully yeah. Adam's gonna be able to pull that that show up by its bootstraps and move forward but the two I listened to were very good it's a hell of a coup in seven episodes to get Ricky Gervais on your show so congratulations just right there that's awesome yeah congratulations that's awesome and we'll put a link in this episode to his podcast so check it out it's on uh, Dissonance Pod 108 is that episode and you can check it out there we got an email from uh, from Steve and Savannah I'm gonna play uh, this clip he just did a quick glory hole for us glory hole It's sticky. I love that it's sticky. Yeah. That's awesome. I, well, That's, of course it is. Right. It had no. Yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> That's the nature of the thing. It pretty much is. We got an email from Anthony, and Anthony uh, says that he's probably our first and only Texas high school listener. He's been listening since episode 21. He says uh, he's glad that he's we're finding about out about the public school system down there. But he, he says, read the Texas Republican platform. They openly admit that they are against higher thinking skills. Yeah, I, I remember when this when the, when the Texas Republican platform came out. Um, I read an article that um, yeah they were they are they're openly uh, antagonistic to critical thinking. Like that's it's like ag- aggressively antagonistic toward critical thinking. And you're like, well, you guys should not be public officials. You guys should be you know knuckle dragging troglodytes. Like that's what you should be. Um, but man, I, bravo to you, Anthony, for. You know, at least knowing how to turn on a computer, given your yeah. public education system. <laughs> yeah, you have to puzzle through that, right? So uh, so that leaves us with this week. Uh, we should be back next week. We're hoping we're going to get the scathing atheist on with this next show. It's uh, it's our hope that, uh, that Noah is going to uh, join us. Um, we'll see if that works out. Um, if it doesn't, it'll just be us two schmucks, though. Take that, audience. We're going to leave you with the Skeptics Creed as usual. Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter, mommy issue, hypno Babylon bullshit. Couched in scientician, double bubble, toil and trouble, pseudo quasi alternative, acupunctuating, pressurized, stereogram, pyramidal, free energy, healing, water, downward spiral, brain dead pan, sales pitch, late night info docutainment. Leo Pisces, cancer cures, detox, reflex, foot massage, death in towers, tarot cars, psychic healing, crystal balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, aliens, churches, mosques, and synagogues, temples, dragons, giant worms, Atlantis, dolphins, truthers, birthers, witches, wizards, vaccine nuts, shaman healers, evangelists, conspiracy, doublespeak, stigmata, nonsense. Expose your signs. Thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this. The opinions and views expressed in this show are that of the hosts only. Our poorly formed and expressed notions do not represent those of our wives, employers, friends, families, or of the local dairy council. <laughs>